Hi, everybody. It's episode 489 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It is Wednesday, December 2023, the last episode of 2023. You really were going to say December 2010th. No, I started I started to hiccup as I was talking. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. I'm drinking soda. It, it was a mistake. Um but yeah, that the Drew's here. Hello. Walnut is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my audio's working. Yeah, it's not tinny anymore. No. no. We 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 had to we started recording and I looked at all that scene like, "Wait, fuck. What is this? My heater's not on, so there shouldn't be any like background noise and no one's down here." And so, just had to mess around for the last, really, like, five minutes and figure it out. Yeah. I, it, my mic wire was touching something. It is funny, like, almost every every recording, there's, like, just that, like, section where your heater runs, where there's, like, that weird, like, backgroundy static that I have to just, I just, like, do the remove noise and it, like, clears it right out. But it's, like, it's not the whole recording, so I have to, like, just do, like, a quick kind of, like, scan through the audio track to see where it pops up. That's, I mean, I, when I moved to this back corner of the, the house, I had a feeling that that was going to be an issue because literally on the other side of the wall is my heater and air is, is my HVAC unit. So I knew it was going to be pretty loud because I have a vent right above me. Uh, and so you just, you hear everything, but like this corner works better for the layout of my house. So, and I like it because I can actually have like a background and not just have people walking through it all. So it's yeah. nice. Yeah, and look, it, it does not interfere with the actual audio. Like I said, it's it's very easy to to remove that because it's it's consistent when it does happen. Yeah. It's not like clicks and like like banging in the background and stuff like that can that can be a little more um like complicated to actually get like a filter to remove. Mm-hmm. That stuff it's yeah. just small little sample of it, run it across just the bit that has that noise and it's gone. Like it's it's never much of the audio, so it's it takes like ten seconds at most. Yeah, it's just funny. Like you s- depend, you can tell if it's cold or not based on if you have your heater on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, how you guys doing though? It's you know good holiday and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. My uh, my parents got me an UPS. Um, a what? A UPS. Oh, okay. Um, so I got to set that up. Uh. My brother apparently had, like, a, a server <laughs> that he just had sitting at home that he's been wanting to give me, so he gave that to me along with uh, some other stuff as well. Um, he, he actually, he got me a new Xbox controller after I had already bought one on Black Friday. Oh, man. And he, I guess he didn't realize I'd bought one on Black Friday, but, like, the color he got me is this gross... So, picture taking a white... Xbox controller, grabbing a highlighter and coloring it. Oh, it's like that, like, like highlight yellow one? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so, I mean, now I have two controllers because I'm really bad at keeping track of controller charge, but also Xbox doesn't have rechargeable controllers uh, out of the box. You need to buy a fucking attachment to it because fuck you, Microsoft. So right now they're both controlled by batteries anyway. So I mean, I, I prefer that. I like being able to just, like, replace the batteries. Well, I mean, I like having rechargeable batteries because then I don't have to buy fucking batteries. Yeah, well, I, I, I bought rechargeable batteries for my controllers, but, like, if the batteries start to die, die, I don't have to buy a new controller, I just buy a new rechargeable battery. Oh, well, I mean, battery packs aren't hard to replace on controllers. But it's a, level, can... it's a level of effort that I don't want to go through. 
you've replaced your Joy-Con drift. It's that same level of effort. I will never do that again. That was Why? that was a miserable fucking experience. I enjoyed it. I so I actually never did it for Joy-Con drift either. Um, I did it. I put like the custom shells on it, and like I hate dealing with ribbon cables and stuff like that. Like yeah, and I I took apart an Xbox controller. Those things are a bitch to put back together. Yeah. Like, if but you're like, just when, popping the cover off, it's not bad, but as soon as you have to move the board, the whole thing is but, a nightmare. But see, see, the thing is, and this is why I strongly still say, fuck you, Microsoft, because capitalism, they make a rechargeable battery pack for your controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to spend $30 on top of the 60 that you spent on the fucking controller to get a rechargeable battery pack for your controller. That doesn't charge through your controller. So if you have your controller plugged into the uh, USB-C, no. It has its own USB-C connector on the battery itself. It's yeah. so dumb. And I mean, I'm like, like, this is, this is fuck you. Like That doesn't bother me. <laughs> it, it, it bothers me because PlayStation has, has rechargeable batteries and it's the same price for their controllers. No, their controllers are more expensive. Are they? Yeah, they're like 80 bucks. 70 uh, or 80. Yeah, but they're like forever on. I, I don't know. Am- Amazon right now they're seventy. Seventy four ninety nine for through PlayStation. But like, I also didn't buy the Microsoft branded rechargeable batteries. I bought uh, like yeah. ten dollar rechargeable batteries, and they were so great. a a core uh, through Amazon a Xbox core wireless gaming controller, just carbon black, is fifty four dollars. It's forty dollars for the same color controller that I have. But that's uh, Xbox One. Which, they're basically the same controller. Like, did they actually release a new controller for the Series yeah. S and X? Yes, yes. Uh, so my um, my controller it has a flat button and not a, a rounded, like, X button. The um, uh, the, the D-pad is um, all connected. Around, like, even the, the middles are connected, and it's not, like, a flat. It's not, like, just a plus sign. It's, like, a, a rounded... Button. On the series one, uh, on on the one that I have, the core on both of them that I have, which is the it, it, so it's not yeah the series XS wireless. Oh yeah, look at that! Those. I see what you mean with the um with the D pad because I have yeah I have an Xbox One controller on the shelf next to me and it's got the just the the T D pad yeah. like the middles aren't connected. I never yeah. noticed that on the on the controllers because I've never had yeah. them side so, by side. So looking at Walmart, fifty four dollars. Plus thirty-ish dollars for the for the Microsoft branded um, uh, wireless thing. So it's more expensive to have a, in my opinion, proper controller through Microsoft than it is to have a proper controller. Eh. By ten, it's like ten bucks more. To each their own. Bullshit. I like, I like having the the ability to just pop batteries out. But you can Microsoft can still do that, but sell their controllers with a. A a, 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 a a fucking battery pack and just be like here just plug it in like that's what they're doing with this is like you you have to buy a separate battery pack for a rechargeable battery pack why not just sell me a controller for seventy dollars with a rechargeable battery pack in there that you just connect to your controller because then they'll like lose the, money fuck you Microsoft <laughs> I mean that's that's all companies though all companies want to make money play but PlayStation doesn't do it no, they just charge seventy dollars for the controller. 
And so, yeah, so they're, they're, are they, are they losing and money? Microsoft, they... Microsoft charges 80 for fucking Joy-Cons, or I'm sorry, Nintendo charges 80 for Joy-Cons, and those things fucking suck. Yeah. I still can't believe that the Joy-Cons are more ex- It is. I've, I've only ever bought one set of Joy-Cons, and I didn't, and that was when the game first launched. So yeah, I like, didn't... I, I can't believe that Joy-Cons are more expensive than the DualSense, like, the DualSense at, like, 70 or 80, like, that controller does have a lot of, like, cool technology in it i don't think i i don't need any of that technology in my controller but like it's cool technology the fucking the the joy cons are fucking garbage i mean they they should at least have definitely lowered the cost because of all the issues with drift and the fact that they can't actually fix it so they just fix it every time it happens for free yeah but like then you're you have to buy a second set if you want to use your switch in the eight weeks it takes to like get them repaired yeah or or fix it yourself and void the warranty and have to always fix them yourself. Yeah, which the only reason I fixed mine myself was because I had stickers on it and I didn't want to run the risk of... Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's totally valid. I I just, having taken apart one set of Joy-Cons and one Xbox controller, um, I, but, ju- I have no desire to ever do that again. But a Pro Controller, uh, a, a Switch Pro Controller, is $70. It's got a built-in battery pack. Like That, that battery lasts fucking like shit though like i i don't know what battery they use compared to playstation like that playstation controller lasts a pretty good time for like all the stupid shit it has into it my pro controller doesn't fucking hold a charge for anything and it never has good thing we're bringing that up yeah like i i actually i i again i don't care about the features in the dual sense but like i like the dual sense like it's a neat controller it feels good to use and like the battery lasts a decent amount of time it's nothing staggering but like it lasts. The fucking Pro Controller, like, that thing dies just sitting there not being used. Yeah. And at least, so, I think the reason I like being able to just use my own batteries is the rechargeable battery pack that I have for my Xbox controller lasts longer than the other two controllers, by far. Like, my PlayStation controller just dies not being used. My Xbox controller doesn't. Yeah. I mean, most things that are rechargeable, if you're not using them, the battery is still dying. Exactly. And but like the rechargeable, just like double A batteries I have for my Xbox controller, they don't drain as fast as the other ones. Like they just kind of keep going. But how do you reach? Do you have like a rechargeable base or something like that, or like? Yeah, and I, I have. I literally have a, the thing I bought came with two two sets of batteries that are like it is like one two. It's hard to like. I'm not explaining this well. It's two batteries like put together, like two double A mm-hmm. batteries, so it fits in a spot for double A batteries. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I, it just has a, um, has like a little dock. I can charge two at a time. It came with two. So like I use one, the other one is not in a controller and it's just charged. Mm-hmm. And then like if it dies, I pop that out, put the charged one in and then charge the other one. Yeah. Man, fucking technology. I hate it. I hate video games. Well, you better stop playing them. Uh, You're I'm banned trying to from make video a, games. I'm trying to make a career about video games, so I can't stop playing them. Well, you can't hate them if you're trying to make a career of them. You can hate them, but still make a career of them. Anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda? Uh, not a lot. Uh, we watched Gremlins, Cobb played Super Mario RPG, and uh, we're going to talk about this year in general and just like reminisce about this year because uh, it's a slow news week, it's a slow week in general, and Christmas uh, took a lot of time from people to be able to do stuff. I, I mean, I could... It, it's I been could a busy also, week. We could also, because I haven't discussed, we could also talk about my playthrough of The Long Dark, having had now been over for two weeks. We could. 
if what are we, we have going time, to? <laughs> after after the best and worst of, we can, or maybe I can slide that in as like a capper to the best and worst, or the 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 twenty twenty three year in review. That's that's how we'll do it. If we have time, I'll slip it in as a capper to the year in review. Okay, sounds like a plan. Uh, so what did you guys think of Gremlins? I I want to know Drew's opinion. On Gremlins, he hates because y'all. Y'all know my opinion. We are—I mean, not y'all as in the listeners, but you two know my opinion on the on the movie. I want to know what Drew thought of the movie. I didn't particularly care for it. It's—it's it's in the grouping of the vast majority of movies where I don't really care for it. But if you told me you like it, I could see it. I didn't though. So why not? So basically, all movies. Yeah, so what, the, the, like I said, the vast majority of movies. What is it that you didn't like about the movie? Um, basically everything. Eating after midnight. Yes. <laughs> that just pulled you right the fuck out of it. Immediately out of it. When is after midnight? All time is after midnight. What time okay. can you start okay. feeding them? Stop okay. being so okay. literal. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. If I told you come over after work, what time are you going to come over? Fucking, I don't know. Sometime between, sometime after work. 3 a.m. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you come over at 3 a.m. when I told you to come over after work, that's n- that you're you're thinking too. F- you're 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 being too logical about the definition of after something. Like I said, after after midnight sounds ominous for a reason. It's supposed to make it sound ominous. But the general idea is bef- don't feed them late at night before dawn. Don't feed it. But it doesn't sound as ominous as after midnight. It, it, that's the idea. Like, don't don't feed them at night is really what they what it should be. But at night is also very broad because it's fucking well. Because you can feed between... them at eleven thirty p.m. Like yeah. that. That's what the kid does. He he thinks it's like eleven o'clock. Gets them some chicken wings and then finds out that they unplugged the, the, the clock and it was actually potentially after midnight and he just didn't know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like. like that that whole thing is like, well, what's after midnight? Like that's been a like joke against the movie for forty years. Like that is always the question. It's like, well, when's after midnight? Like, because nine a.m. technically after midnight. Literally, all time is after midnight. There is yes, no but, time that is before but, midnight. Uh, all then there's time also is after but, midnight. All time is after midnight, but all time is also before midnight. Then no, because that's not how yes. days work. It doesn't matter how days work. It is before midnight. But you can't midnight go backwards is, in time. You can go forwards in time. So before midnight is any time before midnight, correct? Uh, if everything it, is after is midnight... All, it is also after midnight. But it's which is also the before midnight. It's Schrodinger's like, cat. B- before doesn't exist in time. Before does exist. Not, right now not, it's before it, 7 that, o'clock. Time is a linear... like Time is fake! No, time is real. <laughs> time is a construct, okay? Midnight does not ma- like like the definite if if I'm going to be also, 100% honest. No, I super fucking did not care about that. It's 100% a joke. Like it it's nonsensical because like what is after midnight? You, but also all who's is after midnight? midnight. Who's like, midnight? You know, my, uh, yes, my, exactly. Also, who's my, midnight? What like midnight where? What like But my my question is why does it matter? Like, why is it that you, that, and I'm not saying you specifically, Drew, but just in general, like, I, Cobb, you said it's, it's been a joke around the community of the movies, but in general, like, why is it when you hear, don't feed them after midnight? Why is it that your brain goes, well, what's after midnight? Because and words not, matter. 
things matter. But like, it, it, if you're building does, a universe, make the things matter. It doesn't matter. It's a then fucking... Sh- it's a movie. It's it's entertainment. Just sit there and be but, like, after midnight, okay, don't feed them after midnight, sure. But Rich, let sure. me pose this to you then. Why does it get you so worked up that after midnight matters? It doesn't matter. Like, wh- that's why I'm worked up. Why does it matter? It does not matter. It's fake. <laughs> it's fake. It does not matter. Why do why do why do people have such why, why is it the term after midnight such a point of contention? Because people like looking for holes in movies. Like that is that is a thing that people enjoy doing. Um and this is one of those things where like it's not really a hole, it's just it's a poorly worded like limitation to the thing. Right. So like people are just like well, like, when can they feed them then? Like, is it okay to feed them at this time? Like, no one's, no one really cares. Like Drew said, like, it's a joke. Like, people, people make fun of it for being so just broad in their, but, but, their like, rules. when, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not thinking so linear when it comes to the question of, well, midnight is, is, after midnight is every time, I'm just thinking, oh, don't feed them after midnight. Once midnight hits, don't feed them until dawn. Don't feed them until the sun comes out. They but, they can't be out in the sun, but don't feed them until the sun comes out. I mean, then, you know, like, they could have just said that. But, but it's ominous to yeah, say, that, don't feed that, them after midnight. That it's just builds... as ominous to say, don't feed them but, before dawn. But it, it's still just as ambiguous, because then it's like... But that, they can only basically they can be fed between midnight and like six a.m. Let's say, and like that doesn't sound ominous or cool. But like just saying after midnight, it's very it's very cut and dry. It's not clear what the what the full scope and limitations are. But it is very clear. It's like after twelve a.m. Don't feed them. Um, my my complaint still. How do they know time zones? Like, cause yeah. I don't know where this one takes, like, this one, they never tell you where it takes place. Um, but it's, it's, it's in the same place that Back to the Future takes place. Yeah, it's apparently in Hill Valley. But, like, <laughs> I forget where Hill Valley is supposed to be, too. I think, like, somewhere, like, mid, Midwesty. It's probably. Um, I know Gremlins 2 happens in New York City. And, you know, they, like, they just kind of adhere to whatever their local time zone is. I feel like that sort of, like, thing wouldn't adhere to time zones. It would be, like, from wherever their origin is. Which would, like, I mean, yes, it wouldn't adhere to time zones, but it would adhere to the day-night cycle. Which is why saying, don't feed them before dawn, would actually make more sense. Like, it's not a... Because to your point, Richie, time is construct. Day-night isn't. Yeah, I think the the other issue with, with that is, though, when do you, when can, when do you have to stop feeding them? According to Wiki, Kingston Falls is in Pennsylvania. Really? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Which makes sense because, like, they go to New York, and like, he doesn't move to New York. I don't think. I think he's no, there for, no, like, they, an interview or something. No, him and him and Phoebe Cates are living in New York City. Okay. There, um, she works, I think, at the TV studio place building, and he is trying to get a job there. It's been a while since I saw the sequel, but here's a bigger actual plot hole that actually makes more sense that I'm annoyed with. Uh, when all the gremlins go outside at night, once they've changed, uh, snow is notably something that would make you wet. Oh. Snow melts. Yeah. There should huh. have been even more gremlins. 
I mean, yes, but also as he was climbing, like, it's a level of suspension of disbelief when it comes to stuff like that. Because he was climbing at the very end of the movie when they're getting ready to fight, or when they're fighting in the the greenhouse. He's climbing a well or a, a fountain that's spraying water onto him. But he doesn't start to multiply until he puts his finger inside of the well. Yeah, actually, yes. do we... Do we but get... we also, we don't know the actual rules for the gremlins. We just know the rules for the mogwais. How much water consists of them getting wet. Oh yeah, because like a single drop of water causes them to at least multiply once. Yeah, like when he, when he brought, when, when he, when, when, uh, 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 Giz, uh, um. I never name? remember the kid's name. No, uh, the, the mogwai's name. Gizmo, Gizmo. right? Gizmo, yeah, I thought that was wrong. So when Gizmo got wet by accident the first time, he shot out, like, what, five or six of them? Yeah, and that was like a cup but, of water. But when they but took one of when, them to the school, it was yeah, just a when, single drop. Yeah, so there is a there is a limitation of how much water will cause them to multiply. The reason there was hundreds is because it was in a pool of water. Um... Like, he just, he could have kept, he could have just stayed in that pool of water and kept multiplying. But it's also a painful process for them. They've, they already showed that. So, it's, like, there is, like, essentially the idea of there is a statue, or, or an area of suspension of disbelief. But also, yes, snow is wet. Snow is wet, but it's frozen. So, you are stepping, like, you, if you step into the, step on the snow, you're not, your, your shoe isn't wet. Until the snow starts to melt. So how are the are these creatures just as hot as humans? Are they melting you know it right away? They, they're or very reptilian. Maybe they're cold blooded. Exactly. Are they cold blooded? And are like maybe it's cold enough to where it's not melting because it's it's the process of melting the snow that gets you wet, not having the snow on you. Yeah, I mean, and actually the the biggest uh, okay maybe to suspend its belief is, yeah, when he goes into the sprinkler, or the fountain, he doesn't immediately start. And it's like, was that plot hole, or was that, like, okay, yeah, uh, a drop won't make the gremlin start yeah. reproducing. Yeah, because that's the thing that I, they never really dive into that, and I feel like even in the sequel, it's very open-ended as to how much of a thing it actually takes to do it. Um, and I can actually, I can give you guys, like, a bigger plot hole. Um, so the couple, the, the, the guy that has the, the drinking problem with the snowplow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it is very much alluded that they are killed because they are run over by their snowplow. Uh-huh. Um, they are in the second movie visiting, um, the kid and the girl in New York City. Eh. Did I don't they, care about plot holes for the sequel. I, I might have looked away, uh, or, or not might have. I did look away at some of, like, the whole attack. At times, because I was like, although I was super slow with work, I still had a few things I had to do here and there. So, like, I did look away. I didn't... I I remember them saying, like, they might have died or they at least got attacked, but somebody had to call in that attack. So, Um, literally, the gremlin drove his snowplow into his house and then, like, ran them over with it. Like, it was one of those, like, they are huddled in the corner screaming and, like, doing, like, the, like, like, horror movie hands over their face. As the gremlin yeah. drives the snowplow into them. It's yeah. just okay. low, lower budget movie in the 80s. They couldn't show that because it would have been expensive and it would have looked bad. Yeah. 
Just like when they when they flung the um the old lady out of the window, it was very obviously a dummy. <laughs> but it was also funny because that lady was the worst. Yes, she was the worst. Like she was such a caricature too. Like the I loved the bar scene with all the gremlins. Oh, oh where they're she, all just drinking. I fucking that I felt like that scene could have just been cut from the movie. They're all drinking, smoking, partying. Like, look, Drew, I, here's the thing. Like, you've never seen the sequel. And this isn't about the sequel, but like it, the sequel gets a lot more over the top with well, stuff like I, that. I was well, I was gonna say, isn't the sequel notoriously like absolutely shit on for being real bad? Yeah, so they they lean into a lot more humor in the sequel. Like at one point, like get, literally Gizmo at one point gets fed up being like at, like the Gremlins punching bag. And like turns in the fucking Rambo, like puts yeah. like puts like the the fucking red bandana thing over like on his head, gets like a little bow and arrow. Um, yeah, there's he also turns, he turns a um, so it's like one of the big binder clip, like the big paper clips that are like the two triangles. Mm-hmm. He turns that into a bow, I believe, with a rubber band, and he's using like matches and things like that as as arrows. Yeah, uh, but- it, it gets over the there. Uh, they drink a serum that makes them smart or sexy or this or that, and it just it gets over the top. Like, and that in that sequence to me, I like because I've only ever seen Gremlins two. Like, it brought me back into Gremlins two because it's like, man, I remember shit like this in Gremlins two, and this is just insane and ridiculous. the The thing that took me out of it is Phoebe Cates was still there. Yeah, why she, the fuck is she, she still she there? She looked terrified, but she was serving them. Like, yeah. why was she still serving? That was what took me out. Like, why was she still serving them? I know it was mo- for plot armor, but like, why was she still serving them? Why didn't she just run away when they came and invaded? And her like, Christmas story is still my favorite Christmas story ever. <laughs> my dad, my dad died while climbing down the chimney to be Santa for us for Christmas. <laughs> but what like, the fuck. Yeah, but, like, just the delivery of that and the sincerity with it, as absurd as that is, and it's just, like, and it was cold, and it was, like, a week later, and I went to turn on the, to, to start a fire, and it smelled bad, and we just thought it was, like, a raccoon, or, or, like, a cat, and it was my dad, and he broke his neck when he was climbing down the, the chimney with a, a bag full of presents for me. Ch- chimneys cannot fit a human person. 1984 chimneys could, apparently. I don't. I don't think chimneys ever. Could. No. Um. But so I. I forget what the story is. But there is another scene like that in Gremlins Two that's basically used as like a we're making fun of the story from the first one. Okay. Like like that story in, in Gremlins One. The story is very. It's very sincere. Like it's not played for jokes. It's <laughs> ridiculous and over the top. But like it was not played for jokes in that movie. The story she tells in the, in the sequel absolutely is. Like, I think it was, like, the Easter Bunny or something like that. I, I, I don't remember. It's It's been forever since I watched Gremlins 2. Um, I will have to say, it's a shock no one actually, like, batted an eye at Gizmo. What do you mean? You, you, you bring this weird, furry, little, gerbil gremlin creature into your house and no one's just like what the fuck is this creature i've never heard of anything like this before and then anyone who ever meets is just like oh wow that's cool and not like questioning the fact that these things that can kind of talk yeah exist Mm -hmm. agreed 
I I love it's like I'm like that's that's weird. I love this, but it's also weird. I, I, it's great. Well, it's also great. really nobody commented on their like ability to talk a, a little bit. <laughs> it was like ah no, that just is a thing. Yeah, it's just normal. It's mythical creatures, but like you you set up this world that like is for the most part realistic, except for the fact that these little mogwais and gremlins live or 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 are. A part of the world, uh, but like you don't know, like what other maybe potential mysterious creatures could be in this world if if mogwais and and gremlins are real, and like no one really bats an eye at the fact that these things exist. Like in, I know until they're I until bro- they're crazy monsters. Until they're crazy monsters. Like I know if I brought home a mogwai, when if if I brought my wife home a mogwai to give to my son for Christmas. She'd be like, what the fuck is that? And startled. Like, and even modern day era, you'd be Googling this thing. What is it? What's a Mogwai? Reading that it's legends and things like that. Like, it wouldn't just be like, oh, okay. Give our son, who's maybe, maybe 20 years old. So he's drinking at a bar. So he's got to be between. In the, no. So drinking age recently no oh, no 21 no it was 21 definitely in the 80s so actually so actually i was started to say that but then i remembered that i looked this up while we were watching it because erica and i had the same like he seemed younger um so the legal drinking age was not made 21 until july of 1984 this yeah. movie is based in 1984 which oh, means well. it may have come out like it may have been filmed and most likely was before that legislation went into place yeah, so, like, uh, Pennsylvania and is one of 11 states where drinking age has been 21 since... Oh, Pennsylvania is one of the 11 states where it's been 21 since 1930s, so... Okay, so he's, he's got to be at least 21. He's got to be at least 21, but, like, yeah, that's that's one thing that always, like, with, um, uh, that 70s show, I always questioned it, like, what, how, what, like, because the kids were always able to buy beer at one, at one point, and it's like, oh, the drinking age was 18 in the 70s in Wisconsin. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I I wasn't even thinking about that. That's the that's how like I looked it up at one point when I was watching that seventy show like within the past five or six years doing a, a watch through of it on Netflix. I was like, wait, how are they able to buy beer? They're they're not twenty. They're barely out of high school. It's like, oh no, it, it, it was yeah. It's fairly at this point not as recent as it was back then, but it's fairly recent that it was changed. Yeah, knowing that this is a movie, even if they claim that um, that it's set in Pennsylvania, that doesn't mean that the writer and director thought anything about what local state laws were. So, yeah. like, it could still be 18 this, to 21 is what movie, is his age range. Yeah, this movie was filmed in the Universal Backlot. They did not do research on the actual drinking age of Pennsylvania. They just were like, okay, the country, everyone can drink at 18. So, he's... He's bit, he's a high school graduate, but he's probably not much older than twenty one or twenty two. Exactly, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, I love yeah. this movie. But like, it's been one of like I've been. It's not a new movie for me. Like I've been watching it since I was a kid. I even I even like the the sequel. Like the sequel is stupid, yeah. but I have fun with it. Yeah, I it's this is one of the movies that I've never seen, but I've always watched every time it came on the sequel. And I love the sequel. I love uh, New Batch, right? That's what it's called, I think. New Batch. Yep. Um, I love it. It's it might be bad or whatever, but I love it. It it brings me back to my childhood. It brings me back to nostalgia. Um, 
it, it's this, and like we mentioned this what, last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about it, this and Short Circuit 1 are two movies that I've seen the sequel millions of times, but never saw the original. And you don't uh, want to rewatch the sh- Short Circuit movies now. Look, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's how, yeah, it's not cool that they brown-faced him, but at the same time, if you're going to watch the movie, you're going to watch the movie. I'm not going to be mad at you to watch Short Circuit. Well, yes, but... It's just, you got it, you, it's, it's, uh, 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 how do they put it on Pete Holmes' podcast? Uh, um, Controversy Noted is pretty, if you're going to talk about a Controversy Noted, they brown-faced a white dude. That sucks, and I'm sorry they did that. It, it, it's, it wasn't, I mean, it was a different time, but it, it wasn't a different time because it's never been acceptable. But, uh, like, I enjoy that movie. Even understanding what they did, because it's something I used to watch as a kid. When was the last time you saw either of them, though? As a kid. <laughs> okay, so so you I don't know that you still enjoy it, then. I'm still go. I will at least enjoy for the same reason that like I I had a lot of fun watching Gremlins. I will enjoy Short Short Circuit Two at least enough because of nostalgia. Like I I I understand, and I will admit, like these none of these movies are good are notably good movies, but they're products of the 80s. Like, a lot of those movies weren't necessarily that good. Except for Gremlins. Gremlins, masterpiece. I, I no. No, it's, it's, um, it's not, but... But, like, it, but it's, like, y- you have to acknowledge, at least with Gremlins, I don't know, like, really the writer-director or whatever of Short Circuit movies, like, this is a Spielberg film, and, like, I, he did a phone home reference. He did a, he did a E.T. reference, and, like, Spielberg does, Spielberg knows what he's doing. Gremlins isn't when a Spielberg it, movie. This is a Spielberg movie. No, it's an Amblin Entertainment movie. I saw Steven Spielberg on there somewhere. So that's because Steven Spielberg owns Amblin Entertainment. That's his um, production company. Chris Columbus is the, is the writer and Joe Dante is the director. Chris Columbus is the guy that um, directed um, the first two Harry Potter movies. Or the fir- yeah. first two? Yeah, first two. And Home Alone. He also directed Home Alone. I could have swore said that he uh, that he had more than just owning the company because well, said he is like it's his production company so he was a producer on it. Oh, Howie huh. Mandel was Gizmo. Oh, huh. He did the voice of Gizmo apparently. Interesting. I mean, like the voice, like the sound effects, more than anything, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because there's just he he has that one actual word at the end. Yeah. For you know, what? for some reason, I feel like I knew that that Howie Mandel was that, and I've just totally forgot. Also, Corey Feldman as the random little kid. Yep, the, the little little that little kid that just happened to be friends with Billy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, the the thirteen year old friends with the twenty ish year old. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, interesting, weird, weird. Um, but we have to talk about the most important thing, guys. And I brought it up to you. Why was there a brain just sitting on the table? We don't know what kind of brain it was. But it was still a fucking. It was still a brain. Just they ha- out on they the ta- had to set up that it was a science classroom. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, that was the first thing I saw when that scene started, and I'm like, what the fuck is that brain doing there? Why? Why is there a brain right here? What is going on with this? I'm because so there's confused. no other way to know that that man is qualified to study a magwai. He's not. There's no way to know he's qualified to study science. Unless there's a brain in his room. Exactly. And then, like, I'm trying to just figure out, this is the day before Christmas break. No, they're, like, working on Christmas Eve, actually. Like, they're in school on Christmas Eve. I don't know what school is ever open on Christmas Eve. 
but they're in school on Christmas Eve, and they're watching, like, a medical documentary or some shit, where they're, like, doing heart surgery or something. I don't know. And they were, like, like, 13-year-olds, too. They were not, like, high school kids. Yeah, uh, that's preschool, or or not preschool. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, What's what's that called? Middle school. But, like, they could have been older. Like, they could have been 14. They could have been in high school. They didn't look like high school kids. 13 to 18 is high school age, or high school era. But I didn't really pay attention to how old the kids were. It's just... Just the one kid that was in the classroom. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like, Corey Feldman was there, and he's, he's like, 13 in this movie. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... I, I had I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a movie that you, you can't go into serious, because it's not a serious movie. Yeah. Um, and, I like, I completely understand why Drew wouldn't like it, because of just how... It's stupid. There's a lot of stupid in it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I love the stupid. Yeah. Like... That stuff is fun to me. Sometimes you just gotta shut your brain off and laugh. Eh, it didn't make me laugh, though. I well, agree with that. Shut, you didn't shut your brain off enough. Uh, yeah. I guess not. T- listen, turn your brain off all the way, go rewatch it, we'll reconvene next week. I, no. I, I laughed so much more at this than I did at, um, uh, fucking Groundhog Day. I I can say it for sure. The the, the pretty much almost the entire la- entire last hour, the entire like gremlin attack was just making me crack up because it, right. because it's not mean humor. Yeah, like it it was it was just fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah, like it's horror humor. Like the gremlins are doing bad things, but it's not mean spirited humor the way the humor in Groundhog's Day was. Like yeah. the whole thing of that movie is Bill Murray's character is a bad person. Is a bad so, like, person who learns nothing. No, he 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 absolutely learns. If he learns to do enough things and retries the same thing over and over again, eventually he gets the girl. Yeah, he learns not to. Honestly, if that movie had ended when, uh, if if he had just learned no means no, I would be happy with the movie and it'd be a much better movie. If the day would have, if if he would have eventually just stopped trying to date her after she said no, and that's how the day would have progressed, great movie. But no, it's just keep trying. Keep trying. No, fuck off. Keep well, trying until re- you can fix literally an entire town's problems in a day, and then you'll get the girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, the real thing he had to do was learn how to play the piano. Yeah. He had, to, he had to get up on that stage, play the piano like a virtuoso, so that that piano teacher will now have all of the students, and she will live a comfortable life. Yeah. It had nothing to do with him learning how to be a better person. He just had to help that piano teacher out. Yeah. And, you know, it took him, like, 35 years to do it. Um, but a- any last things either you guys want to say about Gremlins? The mom was a badass. She oh, wasn't she, though? Fuck out of those she Gremlins. Awesome. <laughs> She's like... I, also, why did she have a knife just at the ready while fucking decorating gingerbread cookies? The fuck not? She's probably <laughs> cutting the... You have, she probably doesn't have cookie cutters. I'm but, assuming. like, the cookies were already cut. She was decorating them. And then she's uh, uh, spreading the icing onto the cookies. With a fucking <laughs> chef knife? The, the dad took what? all the other knives for his stupid inventions. What I mean, that's, that's entirely possible. Dude, well, those inventions were so stupid. But, like, in, like, the best way. Like, the, I love they that were, his... They were, they were 80s fantasy inventions. Yeah. 100%. Like, these are inventions you're gonna see in... Yeah. Like, that's, that's it's what you see in 80s movies when they're trying to invent the new thing and all... Like, uh, if you watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you'll see inventions like that. If you if you watch 
uh, Back to the Future, you'll see inventions out. Like, it's just 80s inventions. No, but I don't mean that. I mean, like, how badly they worked. Like, the smoke- smokeless ashtray was just billowing smoke. It's like, no cigarette creates that much smoke. Yeah. Or the juicer that exploded, and it exploded with way more than a single orange would have produced. The coffee machine that sprayed oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, just... Everything was, like, just a little too, like, over-the-top wild in, like, a fun way. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the, the mom the mom was good. She she did not give any fucks. She went right after those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, so, I got uh, Super Mario RPG, the remake. Nice. How is it? It's on my list of things that I want. It's really good. All right, good. Um, it, like, the only thing they really did was, like, a visual over overhaul, um, at least to my memory. Like, it's been a very long time since, time since I played any of the original Mario RPG. But, like, what I remember of that game, like, it feels like that. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm about two hours in. Like, I just started it today. Um, so I'm to, like, the second city that you get to. So I, um, I have Mallow. Um, I have, um, like, I, I talked to his grandfather. We found out about Mallow and the grandfather's like, Alright, I need, you should go to this next place. That They're the next place that needs help. Um, and you go through like the, the sewers and you fight the dog. And I'm like, just past that section. Okay. Um, and yeah, like the, the music is, is wonderful because it's got, it's got like remixes on like all the classic Mario themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, it's not quite as remixed as newer Mario games do. Like, when you play Mario Wonder, like, you can hear, like, the classic Mario theme in there, but it's not just that. It's got, like, other stuff built on top of it. These are just very reminiscent of them, just, like, a little different. Um, and even, um, when, when Shy Guys, like, one of the, the moves they can do is, like, a lullaby. They play, play the Yoshi's Island theme to put you to sleep. Okay. But it's, it's, like, a slower one that's more, like, belly. Um, like, like, um, like church bell sort of bells. So, yeah, but music's really good. Um, graphically, it looks fantastic. Like, it's a very pretty game. Um, without, without being too much. Like, I, I didn't really care for the graphics in, in Mario Wonder. Um, but like, this one's, this one managed to update the graphics, but still keep kind of the charm that like the original would have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got some of the silly humor still, like the, the opening where you go and, um, and take on like Bowser and he like, he jumps onto the chandelier, or he's already on the top of the chandelier with Peach. And, like, Mario's, like, on the ground jumping, trying to, like, reach Peach. And then all of a sudden, he's just able to jump all the way up onto the chandelier once it, like, pans up. Um, and then once those are both falling, they both fall for, like, minutes. Even though they were close enough to the ground before that Mario just hopped up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I I definitely see now, because it, it's, it's been so long since I've really seen these games... How these game, how, how Mario RPG transitioned into like the Paper Mario games. Like, I see where that humor that they, they kind of built into those games like originate. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, it's turn based combat. It's still very much that. It's got like, I don't know. Do you remember the original very much, Drew? Uh, not like just thinking about it, but I'm sure if I played it, a lot of things would be like, oh yeah, I remember playing this back in the day. Do you remember if the original had like interactive combat? Like, uh, Mario, definitely. Like, like hitting A at the right time will do, like, extra damage? Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm 100% sure I remember Mario, especially the jump attack. Like, if you time it right, he'll do more jumps. I don't well, yeah, remember so, the other characters, for sure. Uh, no, yeah, 
I'm pretty sure every one of them did. Because, like, I think Mallow's attack winds up doing, like, instead of just one punch, he'll do a two-hit combo or whatever, like, the Bowser on that. But, like, yeah. Kind of remember them all having a little bit. Yeah. And so the, the jump... It, so you're thinking of both things. So Mario gets a super jump ability at one point. Right. Uh-huh. That, that's, that's the one when you use that ability. If you time A right, you can jump more than once and, like, do extra damage. Right, right. Um, But then they just have the, if you time your hit right, It'll do like an extra swing. Okay. And yeah. there's like, there's nothing like specifically on screen to like show you when to do it exactly. Okay. But like, but like the better timing you have, the better damage you do. And if you hit it perfectly, it will damage nearby enemies as well. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, right. and yeah, and it, it works defensively too. So if you ta- if you hit an A press right before an enemy attacks, or right before an attack hits you, if it's like a um, a ranged attack, mm-hmm. uh, you can either lower the damage or negate it entirely. Okay, which is nice and definitely helps with some of like the boss fights and stuff like that, where there might be like seven people in the fight. Like the first boss, the first major boss fight against um the 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 guy on the big pogo sword. Mm-hmm. Um, he keeps dropping five shy guys down to fight with him, and like if you don't like take them all out quickly, um. It's a fucking rough fight. And having Mario being able to hit and then do like that second hit that damages everybody definitely helps kind of clear them out every time. On top of Mallow having magic and have it, having his Thunderbolt spell that actually hits everybody. Um, mm. it, it made that fight way less stressful than it could have been. <laughs> um, but yeah, like two hours in, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm definitely going to play more because I never beat that game as a kid because I never owned it. Um, I like rented it a few times and I don't think I ever really got further than like the second, um, star that you collect. Cause it was one of those, like I never got to rent the same copy of it twice. So I was always just starting over because fucking Nintendo cartridges and their save games being on the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, I wrote down a couple notes. I don't know if there was anything else I missed that I haven't yet. Um, the combat does actually get challenging pretty quickly. Um, mostly because like you're, your character's a little squishy, even when you've bought, like, some of the early level armors and things. And they do a... You can randomly end up in combat with, um, like, a special enemy, which are just stronger. So they take more hits to take out, and they tend to do more damage. So if you're not really good at the minimizing damage um, button presses, like, you can get you can get your health knocked down real fast in one of those fights. Especially um, in certain sections where there are enemies that can do status effects like poison. Um, Mario kept getting poisoned. And it was like 3 to 5 HP every turn. Plus whatever damage the enemies were hitting him with. Um, So like I had Mario very low on health a couple of times. And had to like finish a fight and then go back to his house to sleep. Because that's the the quickest place to go to sleep. and there is at least, like, quick travel as you unlock places. Like, you can just open the map, and if you've been there, you can, like, warp back back to there. Um, I haven't tried it going to, like, a um, like middle-of-a-zone thing. Like, I doubt that would work. So if you warp to a zone, you're going to have to start from the beginning and work your way back through it. But none of the areas are super big, so it's not like that would be too time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're, like, a lower level and you did it, like, before you cleared it and you're, you know, have to go back through all the shit that was messing your day up already um, right leveling up is also pretty slow um and that's not a, that's not a, a negative it's just you you get two to like 10 xp per fight depending on the enemies 
Um, most just random enemies out in the field. You're getting like one in XP per enemy defeated in the in the fight. Um, special enemies and like some of the boss fights, you're getting more based on that, but it's nothing crazy. And you, right now, I think I need close to a hundred XP per character to level up. So, like you, you got to go through a lot of battles to actually get them leveled up. I want to say, I think both of them are se- are level seven right now because I only have Mario and Mallow at the moment. Um, but I, I feel like I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm due for another character soon. I think the second city is where you get one of them because isn't the um like the puppet dude a character that you play as Gino? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, I think I get Gino in this place. That maybe. feels right, but I, it's been yeah. forever, so I couldn't a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Um, one. One negative, and it's it's just a Nintendo. I wish they would do even just minor voice acting, like yeah, just cause like this game has cutscenes. They're not crazy long, but they're still there. And I feel like doing this remake, like adding just a little bit of voice acting, would have just like taken it up like that one extra notch versus just the occasional Mario sound effect and Bowser going bah ha 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 ha. Yeah, like they're the same sound effects we've had since Super Mario sixty four at that point. Um, cause when you're in, um, the Mushroom Kingdom city, um, after talking to the Chancellor for the first time and you come out, like, that's when you get Mallow, um, there's like a, you know, like a two minute cutscene there. Not a ton of dialogue, but it's, it's Mallow chasing the crocodile kid. Um, and he talks a couple times and it's just, it's just white text at the bottom of the screen. It's actually a little hard to read because of the way that it's not like, there's no border around it. It was just white text. Um, that I feel like if it, if it had just had a little bit of voice acting, it would have elevated it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a Nintendo problem. They just they don't do voice acting in their games for some reason. Except except for Zelda, they put some voice acting in Zelda, um, but not Mario. They hate Mario. Those fucking guys. They even fired Mario. Um, they fired Chris Pratt. <laughs> exactly. They they fired the real Mario. I wish would. Eh, he was he was fine. I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed the movie. I just, I don't, I still am not happy with him. As- no, I mean, like, I, w- I wish they would have gone with some somebody else just because he's a little too big of a name for that role, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. but, but also, like, he was fine. Like, like, his voice did not take me out of it at all. Um, frankly, I wish they could have resurrected Captain Lou Albano to, to voice him. Right? Like, Come right? Come on, Nintendo, you got that money. Yeah. Cause I, I'll give Pratt credit. Like, his voice was similar to, like, the late 80s, early 90s, like, Mario cartoons versus the video game, like, high-pitched Charles Martin A. Mario. Mm-hmm. So, at least at least he was in line with a voice of Mario. But yeah, Super Mario RPG, the remake, real good. Definitely, definitely worth checking out if you have a Switch and like old-style turn-based RPGs um, that are charming. Like, it is charming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess best of 2023. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you have nothing else to say about Mario RPG, I've never played it. I've known people enjoy it. Um, I know someone who literally before the announcement of our Mario RPG played it of the remake, played like again for like the umpteenth time, played Super Mario RPG. They made the announcement. They waited like a month. They played it again in preparation for the new one to come out, and then played the new one and said that they love it just as much as you. Yeah, the you've played the the Paper Mario games, haven't you? Yeah, I've played, I've played almost all of them. Okay, I thought so, but I didn't want to, like, I didn't know if I was, like, misremembering. You'd actually probably enjoy going back to Mario RPG, um, but, like, you've done so many RPGs over the last 12 months that, like, it, it honestly might not click for you right now. 
Yeah, we'll, 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 it's it is something that's on my list of games that I want to play and 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 try and get into. I'm just yeah, like I've done. I'm I'm RPG'd out uh, at the moment, and I have at least I have technically only one other RPG to play after the current long ass fucking atrocity that I'm playing right now is. So, <laughs> I, I, in Ma- in Mario's like benefit. It's much more lighthearted and like a fun story versus the the very deep ones that you've kind of gotten into. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stories about slavery and fucking uh, uh, more slavery. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it, I think I, no. Star Ocean wasn't about slavery, or was it about? What was Star? No, it wasn't about slavery. It was about something else. So I can't. But still, like like more modern RPGs and r- even older ones, like like looking at Final Fantasies and um, Dragon Quests and. Uh, Chrono Trigger and everything, all that stuff is very, like, it's serious. Like, there might be, like, goofy moments here and there, but they're they're serious. Whereas the Mario RPG is more fun with a little serious sprinkled in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because it's still, you know, Mario trying to rescue the princess. Like, it's it's still got that going on. But, like, you can't... I I entered a, a fucking inn to, like, get some rest, and this kid, like, decided he wanted me to play, like, save the world with him where we're literally using like bowser and mario toys mm-hmm. like and he's just he's making pretend with this little kid and anytime mario has to like explain something he doesn't talk so he acts it out and he literally turns into like the thing that he's talking about whether it's bowser or peach or um the crocodile kid like it's silly yeah um at one point um you, you ask a, a little toad person why they didn't stop the crocodile crocodile kid from running away and the toad responded with well i forgot my bazooka mm-hmm. and it's just it's stu- it's stupid but it's funny and it's not like taking itself too serious mm-hmm. but it's all it's it's an older game so it, it also has that style like if you're not in the mood for an rpg it is very much an rpg yeah yeah um but so what do you guys have uh for your best of 2023s look i as you guys were talking about mario rpg I went through this year of streams, um, and when it comes to gaming and streaming, uh, and what I experienced this year, and just in general that that was new this year, I only played two, three new games this year, four new games this year, um, and uh, I constantly always only think about uh, one of them, and that's Hi-Fi Rush. So I just want to talk about like how much Hi-Fi Rush. Like, how much I loved Hi-Fi Rush. Wow, that was this year, wasn't it? It was this year, and I want to play it again. I want to, I, I want to like, play it more or uh, do some of the challenge modes and, like, maybe just kind of reinstall it and get all the achievements and stuff. That game, it's just, it was so fun. It was done so well. The rhythm was fantastic. You don't have to be good at the rhythm to in order to play it. You can just button mash if you need, if you want to, but the rhythm makes you stronger, more powerful, things like that. And it's just, it was just an overall fantastic fucking game with an amazing soundtrack. Both streamer mode, I don't, I never actually listened to the non-streamer mode soundtrack, but all like it's just a great soundtrack. And I, I like, I forgot that I played that. I, I didn't forget that I played it, but like I forgot that it was this year. And I just got to start with Hi-Fi Rush. It, yeah. it was such a good game. I forgot. So I forgot all about that game. I tried to play it because um, it was on Xbox Game Pass. I tried to play it with the um, the cloud streaming on my phone, and you can't fucking do that. No, like you, no. you can't. Like the latency latency really fucking matters in that game, and it it was a it was an awful fucking time playing it. Um, 
streaming to my cell phone, even with a controller. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I, yeah, that, that, that was, that was a stupid decision on your part. I was just curious, like, it was one of those games I was curious about, but not curious enough to actually install it and, like, sit and play it. So I'm like, well, like, I have the thing to, like, attach a controller to my phone, um, like, the little, like, um, like, dock thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've played other games, like, like, I played Halo that way, and Halo plays great, but there's no latency issue with Halo, like... That game is okay if if there there's a little bit of a lag between your input and what's going on on the screen. Um, a game that, like Rich said, requires you to kind of like attack to the beat. Um, not so much. Yeah, not so much at all. It's still yeah, it, it. It was a cool looking game though. It, it. I love the art style, and I like. I hope that they do something more with that franchise, with that IP. Make if they can do more titles with it, or expand the story, or honestly make like an animated series or anything with that i would love it so much but like i who, who knows i haven't heard anything about it in forever so who knows what they'll actually do with it but yeah it's oh, right. that such... was a tango gameworks game i forgot that's who did it yeah it's it's such a good game and I, I i love it i love it so much it won best audio design at the game awards which i'm not surprised on and it was nominated for art direction score action game and innovation in accessibility so while I, you haven't you haven't heard much about it it was actually nominated for quite a few things uh, what one with art direction please don't tell me Baldur's gate probably Baldur's gate uh, um, that makes me mad because i i, I alan I wake too I, I haven't played alan wake too so i wouldn't really be able to people talk really about. like alan wake too yeah but yeah um actually uh Baldur's gate was not even in art direction it was Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Tears of the Kingdom, Lies of P, and Mario Wonder. Okay. So, yeah, no Boulder's Gate there. Good. But, yeah, Hi-Fi Rush actually nominated for a lot of awards, so, like, good on them. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it's, it's such a good game. Like, if you guys haven't played that yet, haven't had a chance to, like, sit down and play it, try, try to get a chance to play it. Because it is, it is so fun. And, like, like I said, the music is... Is awesome. It's like got a, such a great soundtrack. I think and the actual soundtrack is like all real music, isn't it? Like probably, licensed music. Yeah, it's all there's there's like a streamer mode and a, and a and a unlicensed mode. And like this game did streamer mode good because any time that it played music when you were on streamer mode, it played the unlicensed stuff that they made for the game. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, if you were on streamer mode, it would just be silent. Which yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That was a, they didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Oh, there's an official Spotify playlist of the songs from the game. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, so the game included stuff from the Black Keys, Nine Inch Nails, the Flaming Lips, um, Fiona Apple, Prodigy, um, Ju the Joy Formidable, Zwan, and uh, like a bunch of others. Mm -hmm. So like it had, it, it did, it had a lot of fucking music in it. Yeah. Which, that's cool. Yeah, so, who's next? Who wants to talk about something this year? Drew, what do you got? Uh, I'll stick with video games and say, like, one of the two new video games I've played, like, this entire year. I've put a shitload of hours into Diablo 4. They have actively been making it better. Fucking shocker that Diablo ended up. I'm surprised it ended up so quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't particularly, like, order my list. Same. Kind of, whatever. Uh, but yeah. 
I wasn't super thrilled with it at first, but just kept playing it because it's fucking Diablo and it was the summer and I didn't have anything better to do. Uh, then they did the first season. First season added some interesting things with the the hearts that you would socket into jewelry. But then the new season that just came out in November, I think it was November, late October, they massively sped up the leveling time. Like, season one, I got a character to 92. It took 150 hours for me to get to level 92. Season two, I got a character to 100 in, like, 60, 70 hours. Oh, wow. That is a big difference. Yeah, I was at 92 at, like, 52 hours. So it was, like, a third of the time to get to the same level. And then I didn't look back at how long it took me to get to 100 until I was well into having played at level 100. And at that point, it was at, like, 75, and I'm like, okay, I've probably had this character for at least 7 to 10 hours at level 100. Is, is 100 the level cap? Yep. Okay. And then there's like, no Paragon like there was in Diablo 3, where, yeah, you're level 70, but you're Paragon level 350 or whatever. Like, obviously, you enjoy the game because you've played so much of it, but, like, how is it, like, compared to, like, 2 and 3? Um, I mean, like, my personal ranking, I would have it below both of them probably it's creeping up on three two is kind of and actually now having played the two remake two's jumped back ahead of three for me um but i'm not i'm still not 100 percent thrilled with them having brought back the skill tree uh diablo 2's skill tree is just better it makes more sense because the way items work in diablo 2 versus the way item or the way items and skills work in Diablo 2 versus the way items and skills work in Diablo 3 and 4, which is essentially the same, where the skills, all their damage is based off the items you have equipped, and then the items will have often have things that ha- slightly change how some of the skills work, where Diablo 2, the skills are the skills, your weapons are your weapons. Yeah, maybe they'll have bonuses to some skills, but no item in Diablo 2 fundamentally change how a skill in Diablo 2 works, whereas items in Diablo 3 and 4 can. Um, so I kind of don't like that they put back in a skill tree because you might find items that have bonuses or whatever for specific skills that you're not using because you didn't build your character that way, and if you want to go change up, you have to spend a whole bunch of time completely redoing your character. Oh, so, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. They have since introduced items and also made the gold economy not matter. Because, like, yeah, you could just refund all your skill points, but it would cost a shitload of gold. Then they eventually put in an item. Okay, here, you can reset all your things for free. But also in Season 2, I have so much gold that I can probably undo all my skill points, reassign everything, undo them all again, respec everything, and still have 100 million gold. Uh, Jesus. Whereas season one, it was like, oh, all right, yeah, I could maybe respec, but then I'll have no gold and won't be able to repair my items if they break. But uh, yeah, so it's very good. They keep getting it, making improvements. They announced an expansion for next year that is set in uh, Curast, which is Act 3 from Diablo 2. So that'll be interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I, I played the 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 beta for mm-hmm. it and like it, it was it was good like i didn't have any like major complaints about it yeah um it's it it was more diablo 
Yeah. Um, but like, I also wasn't compelled to buy it when it came out. Mm-hmm. And like, after it came out, you didn't really hear anyone talk about it much after that. Like, there's a little bit of chatter right afterwards because it, it was new and then it just sort of died off. Whereas I feel like, the, uh, like, I mean, Diablo 3 was 11 years ago now, but people were like talking about that one for a while after it came out. Yeah, I, although I feel a lot of the early Diablo 3 feedback was, fuck this auction house, it's ruining everything. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> it was not good feedback, but there was still chatter about it. Oh, yeah. And this one was just kind of like, it was kind of radio silence after launch. I'm like, oh, like, did they fuck up again and just no one cares? Or <laughs> uh, but it, Kinda, a little bit, but... But it also I, sounds like they're working at it. Yeah. I no. think I think in part a lot with Diablo 4... Um, and, cause I can't fully remember, it was its release window. June, it came out on 6-6-23, so yeah, it was- 6 6, six if you multiply it by Yeah, three. which, that was also the same time, around the same time, cause like, Jedi Survivor came out in April, um, uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out just after that, like, the release window itself for Diablo 4 was rough for the game, because so many other games and so many bigger games came out at or around that time, which is why I think you heard less about than than uh, Diablo two. Yeah, I I think it like it literally was the week before Final Fantasy sixteen. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. That whole month, like all of June, was just loaded with games. I think there was at least a, a new game every week in June. Yeah, like Something it, it like definitely that. was. But like Diablo is. Much like Final Fantasy, like, Diablo's a big name, and it was just odd to, for it to just kind of come and go so quickly. Yeah, it did fall out of the discourse real fast. It did sell 12 million copies in the first month and a half, though. Okay, so, I mean, so it, it did well, at least. <laughs> it made $600 million in five days. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of games sold. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say about Diablo, though? Uh, No. I am going to break the video game trend. Um, Motherfucker. My fir- yeah, fuck you guys. I'm trying to stay on trend. Uh, my first one, Adjacent Fest, because it'll probably never happen again. You know, I have it on my list. Like, I was also just going to go concerts in general, but Adjacent was real cool. Yeah, and- like, yeah, exactly. I went to a lot of concerts, so did you. Um, but, like, like, there was something special about Adjacent. Yeah. Um, like... I have never, like, there, there were a bunch of bands that played there that I had never seen before, including, like, Blink-182 and Paramore. And mm-hmm. neither of them were bands that I was going to see on their individual tours. Like, Blink, because of how expensive tickets were. Like, yeah. I was not, like, I was willing to spend money for a two-day festival. I was not willing to spend that same amount of money for one four-hour concert. Right. That was also, like, a two-hour drive, because mm-hmm. they didn't have a Philly date at the time. <laughs> yep. Um... So, like, getting to see Blink-182, and, like, they played full sets. It's not like it was just, like, it's not like it was other festivals where, like, even the headliners only play, like, 45 minutes. Like, yeah. they they got their 90-minute sets. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then just, like, all the other bands that, like, some of them I had seen, some of them I hadn't. But, like, seeing bands like the starting line in front of that many people was just really fucking cool. Because, like, when they just came around on their own tour, like, they played, um, uh, uh, fucking Underground Arts. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, very small venue compared to what, like, the amount of people that adjacent had. Especially, yeah. they they played, like, late afternoon, early evening. So, like, the place was fucking packed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, getting to see, like, Jersey Calling fucking play on those stages. Like, that was really yeah. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a bunch of bands that either I knew but hadn't seen or like had like seen once or something like that or even bands that I had just never fucking heard of before that like I listened to there for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was two days of just like a lot of really good music and like the weather are, was so nice too. Yeah. Like it was such a nice weekend. Um the my only downside was I had the worst fucking headache the first half of Sunday. Ugh. And I just I couldn't kick it. Mm-hmm. Um but like I I still enjoyed myself. It was just this, like, my head hurt until probably three or four o'clock in the afternoon from, like, that morning, like, when we woke up. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I actually, I bought fucking aspirin at one of the hotels, like, the, the hotel casinos. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of those little, like, $6 bottles that you would get at, like, CVS, and it was 20 fucking dollars there. God damn. <laughs> but I had no choice, and, like, my head hurt that bad. It was just, well, I'm going to spend $20 on this fucking aspirin. And I'm going to try and take it in with me, and we're going to see if they fucking tell me I can't. And if I can't, I'm going to have to throw it away. I'm going to be fucking grumpy about it. <laughs> but they didn't, and I, I was able to bring it in, and I threw it in the locker we had. And I took it a couple times throughout the day, and eventually, like, the headache went away. And I was able to enjoy the rest of the, the afternoon headache-free. That's good. Yeah. And, like, it, it didn't, again, it didn't stop me from enjoying any of the bands, because, like, the weather was so nice that, like, it's not like it was hot, too, when I was, like... Oh, I'm, I'm hot and sweaty and miserable. My head hurts. It's just my head hurt. But like there was a nice breeze that like the sun was kind of back and forth. Um, there were places you could get out of the sun. So, so it was, just, it was just a really good time. And I'm a little bummed that they don't seem to be doing it again. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. It seemed to be a success. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like, it seemed like there were a shitload of people there. Yeah, tons of people there. Like, I didn't see any like super negative feedback after the fact either. Yeah, no, like, like, it wasn't perfect, but it... Like, those things never are, yeah. and for the first year, like, I like I think they did really well for the first year, like, not knowing, like, what it was going to be like, and I, I feel like if they could keep doing it and kind of, like, take feedback that they got, because they, they sent out, like, those, like, feedback questionnaires after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think we could do better next time? Yeah. And then, like, there just doesn't seem to be a next time, or maybe they just couldn't book one this year, and maybe it'll be back next year or the year after. Um... But, you know, like, it reminded me of, like, the, the Warp Tour days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Jason Fest. Great fucking time. Worth all. Nice. Worth every penny. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Rich? <laughs> well, real quick, have you seen the Paramore scuttlebutt that's happened in the last, like, day? No. I, I They've saw blown up they... their, they deleted all their social media and their website. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there, I don't think there's any information as to why yet. But yeah, they did that. Like, they had some, like, vague tweet about, we'll see what the future holds, and then deleted everything. And I saw one, I was reading one article, I think it was the Loudwire article, that was saying, well, their record deal, uh, or their deal with whatever record label they were with, just ended, or is about to end, and maybe it's just them just scrubbing everything to have done with their record label and also maybe the label handled their social media uh before so they had to basically but it's also like uh okay did y'all just break up even though you have like these taylor swift dates announced yeah i don't oh that's right they were supposed to open for taylor on like her european tour right um it looks like so like I just looked, and it's it's not just like their band stuff either. Like the individual, at least Haley wiped her social media stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Like her, like her. So it doesn't look like she's used Facebook in in years. 
but like her Instagram was just blank when I clicked on it. So yeah. that's yeah. I wonder like I don't know if if anyone else in the band has it. Taylor Twitter. Okay, so like Taylor from the band doesn't really use anything apparently. <laughs> like he's got he's got a Twitter account with four posts from one from 2018 and the rest of them from like March of this year. So I don't know. That's weird though. It. I mean, like that's not super uncommon for like weird like like actors and bands and stuff like do that shit where like they purge all of their stuff and then it's it drums up speculation for them to make like an announcement for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So because yeah, I can't unless something really bad happened. Like I can't imagine like they just like deleted everything and called it quits. Um, when like they're scheduled to go on that European tour next year. I mean, unless they're not. Like majorly, like unless they were able to buy their way out of the contract to go but even, on that tour. Even then, like I can't see them have like because it's not like they were just on that tour. Like like Haley Williams is like friends with Taylor Swift. That's why they're doing the tour. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like I feel like it, like it just seems like one of those um like promotional things. At least that, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know. I I think it's like something in the nature of like Drew said. Maybe their uh, contract was up. Um, that or, like, maybe something terrible happened with the band. Who knows? Um, like, no information has come out yet. They haven't said anything. Um, but yeah, I, I saw, I got, I got wind of that yesterday. Oh, shit. Because I do enjoy Paramore. I mean, I haven't really listened to a lot of their new stuff, but, like, I like old school Paramore. Their new stuff is very poppy. Like, yeah. there's, there's a couple good it's, songs in there, but, like, it's not as good as, like, Riot and, um, the one right after Riot that I can never remember the name of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm assuming it's all like, it's, it's something for like a big announcement because like, like Haley also wiped her account. Like if her account was fine and she just hadn't posted on it in a while, it'd be like, okay, yeah, like something weird's going on with the band, but like for both of their things to be wiped, like there, there's just going to be some weird, like cryptic thing going on for a while before they make like a big announcement because that's what bands and, and actors and shit do. And it's weird, but you know it drums up publicity for them. So, like, yeah. I guess it works. Uh, Rich, do you have a number two, or just a second thing, I should say? Um, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, another video game thing that you guys cannot relate to. Uh, <laughs> it's beating my very... F- for the very first time, beating a Monster Hunter with every having defeated every monster. With Monster Hunter Rise. Um, that was the first time I ever actually defeated the final monster in a monster hunter really? i've never done yeah i've never done it in any of the others like i i've not never really gotten as far as i have prior to world like i've always gotten to like g rank but i've never really done a lot of end game stuff um the older monster hunters even now i've tried going back and playing them they've always been a little bit of a harder sell for me i uh, i couldn't like i liked them but i didn't like them as much as world and and rise um and so, like, yeah, I never actually, like, fully completed a Monster Hunter before, um, before Rise and defeating, um, Primordial Malzino. And, like, I, I, I remember even now the feeling of defeating Primordial Malzino after failing the mission, uh, 11 times. Um, and I honestly, I just released a short of, of all my, fi- of all my deaths. And it's just like, it's still like, it is one of the highest points of pride in myself I've ever had in like a long time of just like, I, f- I stuck, th- I stuck to it. I did it finally. And like, 
it was even to, like, I did it solo, queued up for multiplayer. Meaning I, like, handicapped myself by only having just me and my cat. And not both my cat and my dog, not uh, uh, any, like, uh, other, like, helpers. It was just a solo playthrough and a solo run set for multiplayer. So, like, I handicapped myself and I got this done. And it's just like, it's, it's, it was such a good feeling, such a great achievement for me because it's like, he was a hard fucking boss. And I've tried to fight him after I beat him and still have kept dying. Like, it is just, it ended up being maybe a fluke that I won. Who knows? But you uh, but won. That's what's important. Exactly. Like, I did it. And it was just like, it was such a great feeling. Um, so the, yeah, it was, it was like seeing a, a, uh, a Monster Hunter to the end was is definitely like up there on my list this year of like achievements and great things that happened this year in general. That's good. I'm I'm glad you beat a monster hunter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now now I have to wait a fucking year and a half for another one. God that's damn. not long I, enough. No, it's too long. I <laughs> look, I mean it's not technically not too long because like Rise and Primordial Malzino ended in June, actually. Uh <laughs> June or July. So like it's it's like having to wait until 2025 for it to come out. It's not that long, but at the same time, like I've made this complaint a million times in the past and many times before. Like the the the, the trailer drop a year plus before the launch of the game, and all you give us is a teaser, and then I'm gonna be sitting there over the next year plus with Capcom releasing like quarterly content drops and wanting to play this game more and more, and I'm just like. I'm go- I'm gonna be going back to Monster Hunter World and playing through that fully because it's we all know it's gonna be in the same world. Capcom's even building it up that it's going to be in the same new world quote region as Monster Hunter World. Uh, so it's like yeah, I'm just I'm I'm waiting for it and I'm excited for it and I can't wait. So yeah, Monster Hunter Rise beating Primordial Malzino biggest biggest accomplishment I've 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 achieved in a long time. Nice, good job. Thanks, Drew. What's your second? Uh, like I said, concerts, so I'll go stick on music and go with, like, I'll just lump real quickly three albums that came out this year that I thought were super dope. Um, The Surface by Beartooth, um, Why Would I Watch by Hot Mulligan, and No Joy by uh, Spanish Love Songs. All those albums are fucking great, beginning to end. Listen to them. Go see them live. What was the Hot Mulligan? Why Would I Watch came out earlier this year. And then no, no joy came out in the summer, and the surface came out October. When the fuck did beats me? October thirteenth. Yep. Beartooth is good though. Beartooth I, I is will, fucking I great. will confirm that. Spanish love songs, amazing. Hot Mulligan, they are also good. Amazing. Eh, let's not go too far now. Number one hot new band. Two out of three ain't bad. Also, Blink One Eighty Two had that new album, and that was a pretty good album. You know, I haven't listened to that full thing yet. I haven't listened to all of it, but I've listened to a bunch of tracks, and like they're good. Like they're they're hitting like a good like. This is Blink-182, but also this is, like, a new Blink-182. Mm-hmm. It's better. As much as I love Matt Skiba, it is better than the, the one they did with him. Like, I don't know. I, I like Skiba. I, I just never really liked him in Blink. Yeah. Whereas Rich fucking hates Tom DeLong, so. I, I do. <laughs> His voice is terrible, and I just don't want to listen to it. Man, you can only be so wrong, Rich. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm. It's my mm. opinion. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Drew, I, if you had to I, pick out of, out of those three, if you had to pick one, what, what's the best one? Shit, that's hard. 
I'll go with The Surface by Beartooth. It's fucking real good. It's the only one of those albums that's made me cry, so I guess that's probably points in its favor. Yeah, you know, that that probably does. Uh, actually, have I cried to Betty from Hummel? I did live, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a song about his fucking cat dying, so, like... Well, that's unfair. Like, that, that song's yeah. just written to make you upset. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll go with the Beartooth. Nice. It's real good. Listen to it, people. Yeah. There, there, there were, a, like I said, there were a lot of good albums this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of good albums. Um, where'd my list go? Here it is. Um, all right, I'll go back to video games. Um, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Um, I heard it's good. Yeah, it's, it's better than the first one. I have my complaints about it, but they took all of the good stuff about the first one and made it a little bit better. And they took out a lot of the stuff that was like, not so good. Like a lot of the, like some of the missions that like side quest missions that were just super tedious aren't in it. Um, you don't have to 100% all of the fucking challenges to 100% the game. Cause like some of those challenges aren't going to be for everybody. Um, so like they, they, they make it so you can 100% them and like, like get like the gold medal for each one. But if you want to just unlock everything, you don't have to. Like you just have to like complete them at least once like like actually successfully complete them um which i appreciate because i hated the fucking taskmaster and spoiler ones in the first game and some of the side quests like the like chasing the pigeons and stuff like that were just like they weren't bad but they were tedious and kind of like made the game a little less fun um but like they didn't have stuff like that in this one they didn't even have the well let me go find all of my fucking backpacks it was more of a like oh there there are spider bots but we're gonna make it real fucking obvious when you're near one like like the the world actually um, glows a little bit when you're near them. So, like, it's not like this weird, um, it's not like a hunt on the map. Because the first game, it's just, here's all the backpacks on the map, just go find them. Um, this was like, a, all right, there's, here are how many spider bots are in a neighborhood. Like, you're going to find them just naturally, for the most part, because we're going to make it obvious. Especially if it's nighttime. If it's nighttime, you're going to see the little, the dome expanding and glowing rainbow colors. And then you're going to come over and you're going to track it down. And I liked that. Like, that was a better way to do the find things in the world. Um, and then the story. Like, I will say that the the climax, like, the end of the story didn't hit as hard as the first one did. But the story as a whole was just much better. Um, the, the biggest complaint is they, they pushed Miles to the background too much. Like, Miles felt like the better character. But it was still very much a Pete-centric story. Gotcha. Um. But it's still probably, it's the only game I 100%ed this year. And one of the only games that, like, I really felt like I, I needed to, f- like, play all the way through. And, like, fairly quickly, too. Like, it, it's not like one of those games where I put it down after, like, a couple playthrough, like, play sessions and, like, went back to it a month later. Like, I played it, like, for, like, two, like, a week and a half, I think. Um, with, like, a couple breaks in between because of just, like, recording or other stuff. And just had a fucking blast with it. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Worth playing. Nice. It's it's uh, there's so many games on my fucking list of games to play. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 frustrating. <laughs> um, I Even need to. You, I actually, yeah. I need to check to see if God of War is on sale. I think it is. I don't the know first if PlayStation. Uh, no, I need Ragnarok. I don't know if oh. PlayStation's doing any sort of no winter actually, sale or anything. But... They have their winter sale going on for, till I think Saturday. Saturday maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. But I am 99% sure um, Ragnarok is on sale, because when I was scrolling it, I saw it, but I already owned it. Um, yeah. So it didn't show me, like, the price. It just said owned already. $30. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, the 
or forty dollars for the PS5 version. Okay, so like forty percent off. That's mm-hmm. that's that's uh, that's less than I'm willing to spend to buy that. So yeah, I didn't like that one all that much. Like I, I never finished it. Um, it it was more of the first one, but not in a good way, like Spider Man. Well, I'm gonna put a stipulation on your goals for next year. You can't finish something that you've started this year. You have to start it next. No, I will finish whatever I feel like it. And technically, I started um, God of War last year. So exactly, you need you need to restart it. That's not how that works. Yes, you do. I am not yes, you. Is. I don't feel the need to restart things. You need to restart. I will just pick it back up. But like, I actually don't have any intention of going back to God of War. Like, I just I wasn't having a good time with it. Like, I, like I said, it. Whereas Spider Man was more of the first game, but done better. Um, I feel like God of War Ragnarok was more of the first game, but not as good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it still looked great. It still handled really well, but there was nothing that made me go like, I want to do more of this. Mm-hmm. And like one day, I just kind of like I stopped playing it, and I just never felt the the desire to go back to it. Whereas like even now, I'm just like, you know, it would actually probably be fun to just like boot up Spider Man and swing around New York, stop some crimes, use some silly web powers, fly around. Hit those thermal updrafts as you're gliding. Like, that game's just fucking fun to traverse around the city in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rich, do you have a third one? Oh, boy. Back to me already. Um, Jurassic Park, the novel. Nice. Reading that for the first time ever. Um, I, I, you know what? I, it's the first time I ever read something and understood the, the saying that the book was better. Like, <laughs> Uh, and I totally agree with it. Like, I think I I love the original Jurassic Park. Not the original. Like, I love the movie, the Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> I like how you worded that, though. Like, I like the original, the movie, not not the book that it was based on. But, uh, but like, I I absolutely I think a hundred percent the book is a better story, and uh, it 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 tells a better tale than the movie. Like, the movie tells a tale. Tells a story and tells a good story. The book tells a better story. Yeah, and it's yeah, like it's funny. Like while they are the same, like basic concept, I feel like they do tell two different stories, and I kind of yeah. like look at them no, they, separately because of that. Pretty much as soon as as soon as like the power goes out, the story completely changes, and they are telling two separate stories. And that's, that's where, like, I, I, that's where I'm like, this is where I, like, I fell in love with it. I was like, I, reading up until, like, they, they, there's a little bit of change here and there up until the midway point. And then once, like, the dinosaurs start to attack, it's like, oh, this is, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is good. This gets good. This gets really good. This isn't just copy paste, or the movie wasn't just copy paste. They did change it. And it's worth, it's worth reading. It's a hundred percent worth reading. If even if you've watched the movie a million times, it's worth. It. Yeah, like it, it's one of those. I think it's one. It's a very rare example of the movie is actually really good, which doesn't always happen when you're adapting from a book. Um, mm-hmm. but like the book is different enough that you can you can like both of them and not have either one of them kind of like ruined or overshadowed by the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the Jurassic Park movie is a fantastic movie for what it is. Like. I don't think the novel could, like, the novel as a whole, I don't think would work as a movie. Like, I think, like, the changes and the cuts and stuff they made for the movie are really, like, why the movie works. That's, I, I, I totally believe that if they, if, if they were to cut or to adapt 
that book into visual media now, it would have to be a series. Yeah, it would not work as as just a standalone two hour movie. E- even would... if it was just like a limited, like a like a six episode thing, like six yeah. hour long episodes, like yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Like there's enough in the book that adapting, adapting some of the more the major plot points from the book that were cut from it entirely. I just don't think would would work in the movie at all, unless, like you said, it was like like a series. Yeah, or like a limited series, let's say mini series. Yeah. Good pick, though. That that was a very good book. It was. Uh, Drew, do you have a third? Uh, sure. Uh, and this almost is more just a shout out to my cousins who made it. Uh, the Philly Special Christmas Special. The Philadelphia Eagles did a second uh, Christmas album, and my cousins Pete and Marie, who own Unpop Animation over in Philly, got to make a little short movie for it. Oh, that's cool. Is that the that's the thing you shared like uh, like mm-hmm. earlier in the month, right? Uh, yeah, like, the full thing came out on Thanksgiving, and then they did a, like, re-edit version for social media, came out on December 10th, I think. Uh, but yeah, my cousins got to make it. And then there's been a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff coming out lately, and the most recent one was just focused on, on Pop and all the animation that they did. But yeah. Also, it's just real cu- it's a real cute little, like, Muppets-inspired... Also, like, old-school, like, Rankin and Bass stop-motion animation movies inspired. And, you know, it's fun and silly. And the Eagles. Yeah, it's it's good. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so I didn't watch it. um, But I remember you you sharing it. And I I don't know if you mentioned that, like, like you were related to people that made it or not. But I didn't realize that. That's actually really cool. Yeah, no, my cousin Pete. I I mean, like, he's my second cousin or whatever. He's my... Dad, my grandpa's brother's son. Still. But, you know, he's like five years older than me or whatever. Um, but yeah, they made it and it took them five months to make eight and a half minutes. Man, animation's rough. <laughs> uh, it's fucking stop motion, man. Yeah, like that's, even then, like, like that's a, that I feel like that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, it was also them working like hundred plus hour weeks apparently and like, cool. Basically working nonstop from July to the morning it came out. They were doing the final. Edits. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Still, that, that's a cool thing to have like on your resume, though. Yeah, yeah. They are. They were super excited to do it. Nice, nice. Um, my third. I am gonna go with with a book. Also, um, I'm gonna go with the Greenbone Saga. Is that so? It's actually three books. Okay. <laughs> so Cheater. these were cheater. You have to use one, each of them at once. Then I would, I would have one. too many of them. You gotta pick a top five. This is a top. So it's the series as a whole. Um, cause like. Did they all every, come out? Of, no, I'm kidding. Just well, kidding. I read, I read them all this year. They did not come out this year. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, I talked about the, about these books earlier in the year. Um, there were three of them. It was Jade City, Jade Legacy, or I'm sorry, Jade City, Jade War, and Jade Legacy. Um, and it follows like basically a crime family in a, in a fictional world that is, it's definitely like Cold War era for for the most part. So like let's say like 60s through like the 90s um is kind of like the scope of the series cuz it by the end of the third book you you've kind of crossed over I want to say like 30ish years, 30 to 35 years total from page 1 of Jade City to the final page of Jade Legacy and you follow like the, the three um three or four core members of of the Cole family um 
kind of as as they have to step up and take over leadership roles that like they may or may not have been planning to take over um as like their family goes to war with the their like opposing family in their territory um and like the first book is very much like a godfather um like crime family movie of you know responsibility and stepping into roles and trying to come to terms with um with the people that you are trying to basically like run out of town essentially as they are also trying to do the same thing to you um but with superpowers because they all have like magic and shit and then as as the series progresses it goes into like this sort of like geopolitical thriller in the second one where the scope of the book opens up to multiple countries and characters are living in other countries and seeing how like immigrants from their country are treated and live in another country um and how the family sort of integrates itself into both the legitimate business world of these countries as well as like the kind of like underworld of them um and then the, the final one takes both of the first two books um like the themes of both of them and kind of puts it together and it becomes this epic family drama and that's the book that spans the most time um the first book is like two years the second book i want to say six years and then the last book is like 25 to 30 years Mm -hmm. so um and that's the one where like you you see these characters go from early 20s for the youngest to well there are also children that obviously grow up but like the characters you've been following since book one like they start in their early 20s in this book and then by the end, they're in their 50s, let's say, late 40s, early 50s. Um, and some of the other characters are in like their 60s and seeing them kind of like go through life. They're raising families, but still, still dealing with like the same war and drama that they were dealing with like their whole lives. Um, it was just, it, it is one of the best series I've ever read. Um, like with, without, without a doubt. And Rich, I know you said you want to read more. I recommend you read Greenbone Saga. It, it, we'll see, maybe. Um, I'm actually, I got an Amazon gift card, and uh, book-wise, novel like actual novel and not graphic novel-wise, uh, I'm going to be picking up the two Sea of Thieves books, because I've kind of really fallen in love with that I didn't know there were, bo- were books lore. for that. They're, they're, uh, the movie, I think the game came out first, and then... They did books on that, and I've just, I've fallen in love with the lore and the world of that, to where, like, I want to read their books, and I think my Amazon gift card covers both of the books, if not just, like, I need, like, a dollar or two more, so I'm probably going to be getting those, and that might, I might not read them back to back, but I'm going to read the first one, and then maybe read the next one, and they actually have three books, and I don't know if I'm going to get the third book, the third one is just, like, a collection of tales, more so than anything else, but... I, I am definitely probably going to be looking for more book book type things to be reading throughout next year and looking into more book and book type things throughout. Well, it's possible I'll I will I will from throw, you or I, yeah, I'll throw this out there. I like these books enough that I actually purchased the physical ones for them. Um yep. so like I own them. I will happily let you borrow them um if you are interested. Even if you yeah. just want to like read a couple chapters, see if it clicks for you, and then be like, eh, you know what, this isn't what I want to read. And like that's I, totally fine. I, I w- what I would say is, if this happens, I would borrow the first book and I would at least read the first book from beginning to end, and then and and decide from there if I want to keep going. Yeah. Just, I don't. I you guys know me, I don't start something without finishing it. So yeah. I, no, I I get that. I don't often like I don't often drop books either because it's just what what does it hurt to finish it? Like yeah. 
Um, they're, they're thick books though. So like, I could understand if you get like, you know, 25% into it and you're just like, this isn't working for me. Cause like, then you're not having a good time and then that makes you less likely to want to read more. Yeah. Or like, like if you, if you set that goal for yourself where like you want to read X amount throughout the year, if you have one book that you're just forcing yourself to read and you're not enjoying it, that's going to throw you off and then it's going to make you not want to like catch back up. So like borrow it. If you like it, great. I will happily chat with you about it. Um, and yeah. if you don't like it, you know, at least you know that's not for you and don't bother with the rest of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I loved it. Um, I don't know that I necessarily did it justice describing it. Um, cause there's, there's a lot more to it with like the, the family dynamics and the magic system where it's, um, it's all jade. Like they, there's a special type of jade that only grows on this island mm-hmm. and the people from this country are sort of predisposed to be able to use it. Um, if people that aren't native to that country use it, um, it very regularly causes them like really bad, um, side effects and withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Um, and like even people that are native can have that happen if they use too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get like cool, they get cool powers that aren't just, they're not superhero powers, like right off the bat. They have to actually train and learn how to use them. But like once they're good at it and they have enough jade, it becomes like a very like they can do incredible stuff with it if they're good at it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, do you, Rich, do you have a fourth? Yes, number four. Uh, the greatest piece of cinema I watched all year: Godzilla minus fucking. That is just it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. It blew me away. I loved it. It reinforced my love for Godzilla. Like. And completely fully knowing and understanding what Godzilla is and, and like seeing it come back to its kind of origins in a sense and it not being Monster Force Godzilla, which I still am not Monster Force, Monster Verse Godzilla, which I still love Monster Verse Godzilla, but Monster Verse Godzilla and Toho Godzilla, two different Godzillas, and I enjoy them for two different reasons. Um, and, and just like watching this movie and being just like, blown away by some of the effects and things like that that they did and still questioning whether or not certain points were miniatures or not as well and like was this just really good cg that made it look like miniatures yes i would say that's good cg making it look like miniatures or were these just really good miniatures that make you question whether or not they're actual miniatures like that is just because look there's just something great about seeing miniatures in a in a movie it's just it's, it, it feels so good to see actual miniatures in a movie. Um, again, the the only thing that's a really a bummer about that movie is I don't think Godzilla had any real presence. It was all CG Godzilla. I think it's the first time Toho ever did a full CG Godzilla, but it's still it was such a. Great oh, so there there was no movie. dude in a suit. As far as I know, as far as I can remember, I don't believe there was a dude in a suit in. Godzilla minus one. I think it was all CG because he moved. He he moved more of like how you would expect MonsterVerse 2014 Godzilla to move, and not MonsterVerse Kong vs Kong X Godzilla Godzilla to move, where he's running. Um, like he he had those same motions of like bending down and roaring, and he wasn't just static and standing straight. Like he was primarily CG. I don't know if there was anybody in a suit. Okay. Um, I mean, could yeah. could have been mocapped at the very least. It, it could have at least been mocapped, which is still like better. Honestly, in my opinion, better than a suit because you get that slightly more realistic movement that like a, a giant lizard 
giant bipedal lizard could make. Uh, rather than, like, because a guy in a suit is stiff. Like, you can only move so much because Definitely. of how big the suit is. I miss the suits, absolutely, but CG has made its way to where, like, you don't need the suits, you can do the mocap and get the same effect, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's gonna be, it's gonna be Godzilla minus one. It's just, God. I've, I've wanted, I, I thought it was out of theaters, I think it's still in theaters, and I'm thinking of texting my brother to see if he's seen it and see if he wants to go see it. Because <laughs> well, I don't think he's seen it, and I think he would love it. Yeah, I mean, go see it again if you can, right? Yeah, I want to. Uh, Drew, do you have a four? Nah. Man, could, you only had three things for 2023? I, well, I mean, I lumped a bunch of albums together. No, otherwise, I Otherwise, I, I could it. just, I could go find more albums that came out this year, because I'm sure there's <laughs> other ones. There there definitely are other ones. No, I was, I was just giving you a hard time. Um, So, I do have a fourth, then. Um, it's another book series. It's the Dandelion Dynasty by Ken Liu. Um, I actually just finished the fourth book, um, like last week or the week before. Um, I started it back. In, I started the series back in May or June. May. Let's go with May. Um, they're incredibly long books. I think it, it's a four book series. It's close to four thousand pages total. Um, and much like um, Greenbone Saga, it's it's about a dynasty. Um, and it's in the name Dandelion Dynasty. But you sort of, you follow a family um, from the point where, like, the father and mother meet all the way through, like, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Um, and it's just, the, it's, it's, it's this incredibly detailed world um, that kind of, it constantly has a conflict going on. Like, the first book is full of, like, rebellion and then the rebellion leaders basically rebelling against each other. Um and then, like, as the series moves on, there, there's peace, and then that peace is interrupted by invaders from another land. And then those invaders basically take over portions of their country. And there's both this war side of it, where the different factions are, like, at war with each other and trying to defeat the other side. And then there's the sort of slice of, slice of life side of it, almost, where you see the people that aren't directly involved in the conflict sort of leading their their lives still um there's one section in the third book where um one of the one of the the, the original main character's children um is she basically gets involved in a cooking competition um that is also a heist like plot and hmm. it's it's so weird and out of left field but also perfectly fits into the story and leads into a bunch of stuff later on that you're just like oh Oh, like the, all of this was done for a reason, and like here is that reason. Eight hundred pages later, in the next book, um, yeah. So like it was just it, it was it was fantastic. Um, like like so many little threads kind of created and strung out. Um, some of the best characters, like there are characters that you love from the moment you meet them, and like characters that you start out like, oh, they're great, and then they just devolve into some of the the worst fucking people that you could imagine. Imagine. But they're so well written and and realized that like you can't help but admire like just what went into creating that character and how many layers they had. Um, and yeah, like the Dandelion Dynasty is is one of those series where I I feel like it's not it's not as popular as like some other like like Lord of the Rings or like the Robin Hobb stuff or Brandon Sanderson, but like it should be like it, it's just that good of a of a series and has such a satisfying conclusion um that it, it was just fantastic nice yeah i don't recommend that one for you rich <laughs> no i think 
So honestly, I think you would get bored with it. Um, uh, the, like the, it's weird. The first book, like the first, say, 300 pages, it's all over the place. Um, you don't really follow any one person very long. And it's just a lot of politics and world building. And like, it's not that interesting up front. Um, it's like the back half of the, of that book is where like, you start narrowing in on people and really focusing on like what all of that early stuff meant. And I feel like you, you would just lose interest in that early part because just nothing really happens. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's, it, they're long. Like I said, like four books, it's almost 4,000 pages. Like it's a lot of fucking words to get through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but like such a, such a fantastic world and so much lore and development in there. It, it's nuts. And the guy who wrote it, Ken Liu, like he's a short story writer. Like, he's got a bunch of short story collections, and then this gigantic fucking high fantasy epic. Yeah. So, like, good on him. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Rich, do you have a fifth one? Uh, yeah. I could, I could speak on a fifth one, sort of. Uh, the fifth one, uh, is, is kind of more on a personal level, uh, about myself in general, and basically, uh... Uh, more so exploring and being more open about my own personal self, personality, and, uh, sexuality and whatnot. And so if you've actually, I've, I've talked about this on Brose. I've actually talked to a bunch of friends and told a bunch of family. But if, like, if you've come to my stream as of within the past two to three months, you might have seen that I've added the LGBTQIA tag on there. And that I've recently more so come out as like pan ace and more understanding of me in general and something that I felt for a while but never really talked about. And so like this is just a big step for me and I just want to be like a little bit more open about it. I'm not making a big deal doing a whole big coming out thing or anything like that. I've told the people that I felt like I've needed to tell and now I'm just living my life again. But it's more of a you know what I I, 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 di- I did a thing, or, or I, I, I admitted a thing, in a sense, and... That's a big deal. So, yeah, it's a big deal, in, 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 in kind of, to, to me. Like, it is, but it isn't, because I'm still me. Nothing's changed. It just, now I think I know why I was always too nervous to talk to people, because I had no fucking clue who they were, and I wasn't actually attracted. Yeah, and I, I don't mean uh, it's a big deal for you to say it. I mean, it's a big deal to realize that about yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I've, I've, I've opened up, some people have asked me, like, well, just, you know, the general questions, like, how long have you known, whatever, you don't really talk about it, and I've kind of known for at least five, six years, but I just never really could put a, uh, freaking label on it, and you know, maybe I've known even before then, maybe at least ten years, but I just wasn't really, I didn't, and again, it's more of like, I don't really care, but it's not that I don't care, it's just, just, I just don't really know. There's not really, it's not a big deal, so. It's, it's also, it's not a thing you're surrounded by either. So, like, like, knowing something like that and knowing how to talk about it, like, are two different things. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, like, the other thing, like, it, 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 I might have been more open to talk, like, or not open to talking about it, but maybe, maybe I would have known when I was in high school, if I were in high school nowadays, because it's more of a wide open talked about thing, and every, like, like it's just i guess maybe more accepted whereas back when we were in high school it was oh you're either gay or bi and that's about it or it's like oh no there's like a spectrum of all these differences and so yeah that's that's more of a like a personal note on me like gaming wise and other life events haven't 
necessarily 100% been that great, but personally, I've, I have, uh, 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 done something, I guess, or, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you, you've realized a thing about yourself, fully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, that, that's just as important as, like, a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's actually more important, so. It is. It, a, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I guess it depends on the game. You did, you did beat your first Monster Hunter this year. Like, I did. Those are probably pretty close if you were to weigh them. Uh, uh, yeah, they're a little close. You've been playing Monster Hunter for like twenty years. I not that long. You know what? Fuck. When did I? It's not been twenty years yet. But like close close. to it, right? It's close. Like mid two thousands. Like PSP was like the first ones you played, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, it is celebrating 25 years this year. Yeah, like, you're closing in on 20 years of Monster Hunter. Monster mm-hmm. Hunter Freedom Unite released on the PSP in 2008. 2008, I was 19. So... Wow, that was that late? Yeah. Okay. So, like, 15 years. No, March 27, 2008. So, I was, I was, um, I was 18 still. But, yeah, so, uh, give it, give, give, give it another three years and then I'll have been 20 years. Wait, weren't you born in 88? <laughs> I turned no no. I turned nineteen in two thousand seven. So I turned twenty in two thousand eight. So I was okay. 19. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make sure. Like like are like you were born in eighty eight, aren't you? I I <laughs> I was going based off. I graduated in 07 and for and I turned eighteen. I turned nineteen in 07, but I was eighteen when I graduated high school. So like I was like oh in two thousand eight I was still eighteen. I'm dumb. No, you're good. I was just making sure I wasn't getting confused. No. But... You, yeah. True. Do you have a fifth one? <laughs> you know, no, I don't. That would be really funny if you're like, actually, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, fifth one for me. I'm just like a, a quick one because I actually haven't finished it. Um, Persona Five Tactica. Um, I I've been like dipping back and forth into that one. Um, since I started it last month, and I I like it a ton. It's got it's got all the tactics stuff that I really enjoy out of like your Fire Emblems, your Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, plus the final, the Persona 5 characters that I adore. Um, mm-hmm. and in a way that, like, the, the last one that they did, the, um, Persona 5, um, Strikers, the, the Musou game, um, I liked that for the characters. I fucking hated the game, though. Like, I don't like that, like, that button mashy combat that the Musou games are. But, like, this takes the characters and the story I love and puts it with an actual gameplay that I really enjoy, too. And adds its own twist to things that fits into the Persona gameplay. Um, and just, it's such a delightful way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not perfect. Um, I, like, something like this would never would be perfect, but it's, it's damn fun. And I'm glad that it's a thing that exists. Nice. Yeah. Um, I guess that is our top fives and top threes. Um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Drew a top five though, because he didn't mention three albums. Three albums. So I, you d- uh, you got I, five either way. Do you have? I I know we're not because we're running two hours at this point. Um, but like, is there any like major let like your major letdowns this year? Major disappointments this year? Um, or are there any honorable mentions that you want to bring up? Like one of the reasons I didn't bring up Baldur's Gate is because we also don't have disappointments, and that isn't both. That's yeah, you know that's fair. Like, I, I totally get that. I, like, I can't sit here and say, like, I, I, I will say I understand how it won Game of the Year. I understand why people love it so much. But also, I have a lot of 
issues with that game. And so it is both, it is, it is an amazing game, but it is also kind of a disappointment at times <laughs> or a lot. Yeah. No, I, I completely get that. Um, just even, even in a little bit I've played, like I can, and, and like what you have said since like you've been playing it, like I, I see that a hundred percent. Um, Drew, do you have anything? Uh, that fucking bullshit holding call in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that yeah. was terrible. I forgot yeah. that that was this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drew didn't. Drew's been fuming about that Never since fucking forget. February. Never yeah. forget. <laughs> yeah, no, but, yeah, that's about it. Um, so I, I guess honorable mentions, I will say, um, I actually thought the Super Mario movie was way better than it had any right to be. Like, yeah. I just want to give that credit. Like, that was actually a delightful movie, and I kind of thought it was going to be garbage. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have, I didn't doubt that it was going to be a decent movie, but you're right, it was a lot better than even decent. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be a kid's movie, and it was a lot better than even a normal kid's movie would be at this time. Yeah. I think, like, they were leaning in so much on the cast that they got for it, that I'm like, they're putting too much emphasis on the voices. Like, this movie is not going to be good. And it ended up actually being, like, really good for, like, what it was. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like, negative? I had one a second ago and fucking forgot it. Um, oh, Spider-Man. Fucking, like, comic books. Like, like the Amazing Spider-Man comic books are just... They haven't been bad. They've been so fucking inconsistent for, like, the last several years. Like, for every, like, good arc they have... There's, like, two ones that are just, like, this is bad. Like, why are you guys even fucking doing this? And how did you have how did you have such a good arc two issues ago and then transition into this? Yeah. Um, and it's just a bummer because, like, I do like comic books and I like Spider-Man. And I feel like, like, your main Spider-Man book, Amazing Spider-Man with Pete, is just not good anymore. Or not, not consistently good. And, like, that's a problem when it's your flagship book. Um, yeah. Especially when, like, Marvel has, like, other books that are both, like, spider-related and just, in general, that are leaps and bounds better than it. Like, the Miles book is better than it. Um, the the adjectiveless Spider-Man book that they did, while a little messy because it basically launched as an event, um, it was still cool and, like, still a fun read. Um, and then you had things like Daredevil over the last few years, and the Daredevil run was incredible. Like, it, like the, the most recent Daredevil run made me like Daredevil. Nice. And then you have Spider-Man. It's like, Spider-Man should be the best hero in Marvel. And, like, the, the story arc they've done since the most recent, like, creative shift has just, it's not been good. And it's a bummer. Yeah, it sucks. It is. Um, But it's probably a show. I, I yeah. have one real quick more honorable mention that I okay. just didn't think about. G actually getting to play a shitload of Blood on the Clock Tower this year, like, in person, has been really fun. Nice. D is that an honorable mention, or do you want to make, make that your number four? That's No, you, that's my number five. Okay. There yeah. is no number four. That's my number four. I was gonna say you can't have an honorable mention if you didn't fill the list. No, I, I like the it's it's your number five. I'm actually gonna number these now. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the list into the show notes. Um, so you have one, two, three, five. Perfect. Yeah. Put a four there, but just keep it blank and say, "Oops, nope. and never fix it." Nope. One, two, three, five. Okay. Um, and then cool. Um, but yeah, so I guess that will. We'll do it for this week. Yeah. Yeah. I should uh, take Cobb, do you want to say again what our book club is in two weeks? Oh right. Because it's called you... like Remember. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so like so it's it's R E slash member. It's on Netflix. 
it's um I don't know where it's from, but it's not like a, it's not an American movie. Um, so it's either Korean or Japanese or, or Chinese or it, it, it's an Asian country movie. Um, I have not looked into it more than it's a time loop movie. I know that much. Um, and it had like it didn't have negative reviews was about it as much as I looked into it. So, yeah, in two weeks, we'll we'll see what that's all about. OK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one quest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can get your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, rate us, review us. Wait, no, no Stitcher. Stitcher's gone. I still can't get that on my fucking spiel, though. Google um, Podcasts is also about to be gone. Are, be are gone they in April? Are they naming it something different? No, no it's, it's just, just everything's going to YouTube yeah. uh, music. Okay, so it'll be like YouTube podcasts. Well, I don't know. No, it's integrating just, into YouTube, YouTube music, music, same as <sighs> Spotify does podcasting. I hate that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All those things help a whole bunch. Just search us on whatever you listen to your shit on. Hopefully we show up. If not, send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. And then, uh, Rich, what does your streaming look like? Twitch.tv slash B underscore walnuts with video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday on YouTube as well. You can just find my links uh, at Twitch. Um, Baldur's Gate, Sea of Thieves, and um, uh, we have, as of this point, which is the 27th, we have 13 subs for the month. If we get two more, we'll be doing a retro, a Mario Kart, and a spooky stream next month in January. So uh, if you guys want to play some Mario Kart with me next month, we need to get those two more subs. Excellent. I, I will throw you my Twitch Prime sub, because I don't think I've done that yet. Nice. So you're only going to need one more sub. There we go. And I have at least two more streams this 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 for the rest of the month, slash this year. Uh, I was going to stream tonight, but I just don't feel like it now. I can, I can throw that to you while you're not on, right? Yeah, you can. Okay, I thought so. God damn it. It was trying to immediately make me um, watch one of your VODs. <laughs> Shouldn't have to. If you go to chat, it'll just be blanked out. Well, no, no, no. So I just went to your profile, and it immediately starts playing, like, your last VOD. No. Oh. Because you're not you're not live right now, so it's like, well, you're not live, but here is the most recent video. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, ju- I just threw you my Twitch Prime, so. Awesome. We just need one more. Yeah. And you know what? If you have Twitch Prime out there and you haven't used it yet, throw it to Richie. Like, it's free, it doesn't cost you any dollars, and you probably forgot you had it. True. Anyway, uh, with that all said, we will be back next week with something else to listen or talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.